0: amen you can be seated this morning thank you Amen. many is feeling great in the spirit this morning amen how many needs another body amen well vacation time will be over for everybody before long and i finally get mine in i, I canceled my trip three or four times this week because every time i try to get ready i give out and had to sit down i think this is not worth it you know But I got to thinking, what would you do if you sat at home? So you might as well be putting the effort forth to doing something. So remember us in prayer. uh, But we're looking forward to a change. Amen? Uh, Mine is coming. I've realized I never give much stock to what the doctors told me. Because they always told me the problem was up here in the spine. I said the problem's over here in the hip. And we argued for 10 years and come to find out it's in the spine, it's not in the hip. They tell me surgery will basically uh, hopefully help from digressing any further. It's not going to relieve the situation that much unless God does a miraculous job and I work myself out physically. But it is a preventive surgery and basically we're looking to the point... Uh, well, what was offered what you go to the wheelchair or you go to surgery, one or the other. And it's getting uh, to the place I think I'll go to surgery. Uh, I'll trust God to do whatever he can do, then I, we know that he's got to heal. So remember us in prayer. And uh, I'd like to make a note that basically we received the uh, offering from Canada for half of the PA system. It is deposited, Charles. I think Patty gave you the deposit slip. We wanted to get that in the in the bank before the weekend was over. So half of that is covered. And we thank you for that because that's a large amount of money. So we appreciate those. And they get more benefit out of it than we will because it's basically seeing and hearing and everything more alive to them. So uh, we're all one body of people, although we're separated, but we appreciate uh, the offering and the help there. Uh, we 're looking at a series i didn't give you any notes this week. I guess I should have, because when I get through the introduction to get you where I stopped last week, it 'll be time for me to stop, but that 's all right. we 'll get to it as the Lord permits. we're looking at what we are titled. I know we don't have any overhead, probably. We call it titled it "Faith in the Presence of Christ." Actually, it is a revelation of the presence of Christ. Faith is a revelation. How many knows that? So faith is a revelation, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. Therefore, if it doesn't come out of the word, it's not a true revelation. So faith simply based, and not to diminish it, but it is a true understanding of what the scripture has told you. Faith is only an understanding on a doctrine or a point of view that the scripture actually teaches. And we know in this hour the Bible tells us that basically the truth will be all but hidden. We would think that it would be completely unveiled because of all the technology, TV, whatever more, preacher schools, whatever more, that... It will come down to a general revelation in Christianity, what it's all about, and we will usher in the millennium. But the Bible speaks opposite of that. So my thought this morning simply is almost like an evangelistic ministry that I'll just basically try to stand here and and put forth. If you had your notes, you could understand better. My question is, do we have the quarter? Anybody's got a quarter in your pocket? I don't know whether I have or not. No, I empty my change out. But if you got a quarter in your hand, that's going to be like uh, Hollywood, I'd say, "Pull out a quarter and hold it in your hand." Because while I'm preaching this sermon, you could always feel that quarter in your hand. And your sense of feel will say, "I've got a quarter in my hand." And no one will be able to talk you out of that quarter because you know that you have it in your hand. I want you to think about that in relationship or the understanding of the revelation of the presence of God. Because every redemptive right and every promise goes through the same process and same law. So my question is, do we have the quarter pertaining to the revelation of the presence? Because if you are familiar with Brother Brown's teaching on divine healing, how many knows the quarter is your purchasing power for the loaf of bread. All right? So keep that in mind, but our subject is the presence. I put a lot of stress on it because we're going to find out the scripture teaches us without the revelation of the presence, there will be no resurrection, no gathering of the bride, and no change for us. Only the revelation of the presence will gather the bride together for a resurrection and a rapture. If you missed the Revelation of the present, you miss the resurrection and the rapture. That's just that simple. So I want you to keep in mind, especially the young people, when we speak of something to be revealed, when we speak of something or a revelation, in other words, or to be revealed, the first thing our mind has to accept is that, it is, that if it is to be revealed, then it is previously hidden. If something is going to be revealed, it tells you at one period of time it was hidden. Therefore, it becomes a specific time, period, and an event where it will be revealed. No one will know it until the time that is to be uncovered. And the Bible promises us that the rapture is a revelation and it is hid to a specific period of time then it's uncovered and made known. But we're also told that it's so simple and so insignificant that very few people will pay any attention to it. And that's the reason why they miss it. So if your mind will accept, if we're talking about the revelation of the presence, then the revelation of the presence at one time and to 99% of the world still is hidden. It is not known, and the rapture as far as the church in general, Christianity in general, like a general understanding of the rapture, what's generally accepted as the body of Christianity, we find out that it is error, that it is not in reality. So if something is to be revealed, first it had to be hidden. Now, keep this in mind because we're going to look at the importance. The Bible warns us that all except the very elect will be deceived. And the deception will come by the copy, those that will copy the Holy Ghost. And bring forth manifestations of healings and miracles and gather crowds by theatrics and whatever more. But it is the anointing of the Holy Ghost proving that Jesus is alive but is not the revelation for the rapture so in other words we can be Hillsong in Australia with 30,000 people we could worship and dance and whatever more and not make the rapture why because the understanding or the revelation of the rapture has been hidden in the Word of God with a promise that one day it will be unveiled and an elected group of people will hear it and be gathered together in small groups around the world to that body word for the resurrection and the catching away. So that's what we're looking at. First, we understand that if it is a revelation, it first had to be hidden. Then it is promised to be brought into view. If it's just hidden here with no promise of coming to pass, Then, like the book of Revelation, to most people, it's just a book that you read at, ponder at, study at, and guess at. Because no one intellectually can understand the symbols of what the book of Revelation teaches. You can read, I've got all kinds of books on Revelation by every writer. And every one of them has got the rainbow and the clouds and stars and candlesticks and all that. they all got a different meaning to it. But the only one that can actually understand the book of Revelation to bring forth the revelation of Jesus Christ, and that's what the book of Revelation is, in that book says there will be a prophet. Because John, which is the type of the bride, was going to bow down and worship this angel that was bringing forth this mystery. And he said, don't worship me, worship God, I am your brother, one of the prophets. So what you're looking at is that basically something is hidden in the Scripture, or let's say it's blurred or confused, obscured in such a way uh, that it takes something out of the ordinary to uncover it, to correct it, to make it clear. So there's something in the Word of God since the Apostle Paul that's been sealed up or hidden, covered up. With the promise that one day, at a specific time, that it would be uncovered, unveiled, and revealed to those that had an ear to hear. So that's what we're looking at. So revelation won't mean nothing to you. Revelation is just a word. Until we understand that it, that it is something that has been hidden. Something has been covered. Lost over a period of time. And now his true understanding is being exposed and presented to us as a fact or as a faith. and he understands what we're looking at now. So when we say the revelation of the presence, that means that it was hid at one time. There's a unique way that it is going to be unveiled or made clear to us that it will be so simple according to the scripture, that the elect cannot miss it. In other words, the elect will not miss it. And it will be the point that gathers. So we're going to look at this and go back to Revelation 10, 1 to 7. That was our text in last week's lesson. You can follow uh, quite a bit until we get over to where we stopped in the notes of last week. But I want you to notice it says in Revelation 10, 1 to 7, I saw I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven. Somebody is descending. Someone is coming down and according to the apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Okay. This mighty angel coming down, clo- heaven clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. His face was out like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. We know that that is a description of the one that sits on the throne, which is Almighty God. This one had a little book open in his hand. We talked about that last week. How did this one, which is God, get the book, and how was it open? Because God here is on the throne, the book is in front of the throne, and we find Jesus the lamb coming off the mercy seat. He takes the book, he breaks the seals and hand it to the one on the throne, which is God. God himself, the Logos, pillar of fire, whatever you want to call what description you want to call it, actually is promised to come down here with a revelation of himself. And that is the mystery of his presence that will make the rapture real to us. So the whole point of this message is the revelation for the rapture and the catching away. All right? So he said now, and he said his uh, right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And we know that's the two beasts of Revelation 13 and 17, which represents Protestantism and it represents Catholicism. Protestantism is basically America's Revelation 13. Watch. And he cries with a loud voice. The Lord shall descend from heaven with a loud voice. All right. As when a lion roars. A lion roars to call everything to a standstill. Listen. I'm here. I'm in charge. Listen. That's what a lion will tell you. Room. Everybody stand still. Because the king has said, I am on the scene. All right. When he, when he cried out, watch, when he cried out, I am here, or in Matthew, when he cries out, behold, the bridegroom is present, then the wise and foolish go out to meet him. See, the Bible is a puzzle. You just have to put it together, pictures. Watch. When he cried out, I am here, Brother Bannon said, My ministry declared to you that he's here, then basically seven thunders uttered their voices. So sometime in the period by time He descends, and while He's here, seven thunders is the point that holds the mystery of God that's been veiled until this time period. So we're promised that God Himself will come down here. He will appear here in Scripture, we'll find out, to a prophet, the seventh angel. Seven thunders will utter their voices. And he said, now when the seven thunders uttered their voices, now that's the third pull, that's the opening of the word, that is basically the perusia of Christ coming into the church, making himself known. I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. The mystery of the presence that brings the gathering, that brings the resurrection and the rapture is hid. No theologian will find it. I don't care who book you read, they won't find it. It's hid. It's sealed up, and only God can open the book to let you know who is here. All right? So he said, now watch. I was about to write. I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Seal up the things which the seventh under and write them not. In other words, the third pull or the mystery of the presence of God that's in the Bible is hid to this time period. Because it said, the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven, swore by himself who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be uh, delay no longer or time shall no longer be delayed. In other words, it comes a time now that the unsealed mystery is time for it to be unveiled, uncovered to where it comes into view, that we can receive it by hearing the Word of God, but someone has to explain to me what the symbol is. So somebody has to be able to read the book and tell me what the book is saying. If I have an ear or a gene of God to be able to receive what is being said, then I become a part of the individual or the presence that's talking to me. Alright, so he said, but in the days, now the days, the days of Noah, the day of Noah, there's days and days, the days uh, of the sounding of the seventh angel. The days was the first and second pull. Let's say from 1933, I'm just putting dates now, from 1933 appearing on the river until 1963 when the seventh angels come to open the seals. That period of time, sign in the hand, divine healing, discernment, that was the days of the Son of Man. God was already here making himself known, but the church in general did not realize what was going on. We call it a revival of healing and a revival of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. All right, all church history will prove that. But in the days of the healing revival, let's put it like this, from 30 to 1963, uh, the sounding of the seventh angel, notice now, when he is about to sound, about to sound is when he declares what the thunders uttered. So there comes a time when the seven thunders come down, God comes down to a prophet, he opens up the mystery of the seals, By seven heavenly angels coming to him once each day, giving him the interpretation of that seal. So, therefore, in 1963, when the seals was exposed or unveiled to us by the sounding of seven angels or seven thunders, then the mystery of God, that's the mystery, the mystery of God's presence will be made known. Come on, you can do better than that. Amen. Amen. Remember, this is something that's hidden, that it takes something from God to unveil it and to reveal it to you. All right. So the mystery of God would be finished. All right, that is the appearing. Finished don't mean comes to an end. It means that the time is now started by the seals, and the presence will progressively move on to gather, to heal, resurrection, and rapture. The process will start. In other words, the church ages will come to an end. The Pentecostal age of restoration of the gifts, baptism in the Holy Ghost, it will run out. The bride will be called. People will be born again. Now then you've got a group of born again people that has to receive a revelation for the rapture or the body change. That revelation is your quarter. Now without the quarter, you can't buy the bread. All right, We'll get to it in a minute. where Brother Barnum explains it. In light of divine healing, I'm looking at that principle in light of the presence and the resurrection and the rapture. All right? It all works the same. So the mystery of God would be finished. In other words, the appearing are the basically the sign in the hand, the traction. That would be finished, and now you're going to move into the reality that God is here and everything outside of that will not go in the rapture. How I many understanding me now? There'll be a separation. Don't mean you're lost going to hell or nothing else. We're looking at groups. People going to be changed and it takes the faith to do it. People that doesn't get the faith will stay here and go through the tribulation. All right, that's what the reality we're looking at. So the mystery of God would be brought forth by the presence of the Logos himself, which is a light or a pillar of fire. And the messenger of the age would be given a specific revelation of the Son of Man that has been promised. Now, there's another layer. What is the Son of Man? Who was it? And what does it mean by Son of Man? So keep that in mind. That's another mystery. And the main mystery to the age is, Who is this angel, who is this messenger to the age that God gives this unique revelation to? Because if I can't find that one individual, I'll never hear the message. If he's only going to give it to one, which that's the first thing that the church in general rejects. Because all these scholars realize MacArthur, I wrote the Bible, I wrote a commentary on every book in the Bible, I understand the Scripture, I understand the Scripture, I understand the Scripture. All these theologians say, oh, I've got the truth, this is the truth, this is the truth, The truth." but the Bible said he only gives it to one man. That's a hard saying, because like if I had a, say, a $40 million church, 30,000 people, and was getting happy and shouting miracles, and what more, no one could tell me that God wasn't with me, or I didn't have a revelation, Then some little hillbilly comes by and said, you don't have a revelation. You can have all that, and you're going to miss the rapture because that's not a revelation of the rapture. And he'll say, you don't know what you're talking about. All right? So what we're looking at here is in basically is what? There is going to be a revelation come forth that there is a hidden understanding of the word of God, and we see that these seven thunders, basically will sound forth, and the veil mystery of the presence of God at the end time will come by the seventh angel, whoever he is, it's going to come by him. In the days of the voice of the seventh angel. So, as an interested believer in the church, I've got to find out who that guy is. You say, oh, this is getting more complicated. I'd rather just go to church, pay my tithes, what more, what more. I'm, I want to make the rapture. Okay, I don't want to be left here and go through the tribulation filter and come up a thousand years later. What more? I want to make the rapture because that's the promise of this age. So whoever this seventh angel is, and he would be a prophet, and this earthly angel actually would be veiling or uh, representing the spiritual angel of Revelation 10.1. So Revelation 10.1, this pillar of fire, the Logos, God himself, the Holy Ghost himself comes down to a man who is designated by God, chosen for the foundation of the world, to be this unique individual that he's going to make himself known in and through so the church can have a knowledge of God, the Word, for the resurrection and the rapture. The great mystery of it is what? The second coming of Jesus, resurrection and rapture, is what this whole Bible is all about. All right. So that's what we're looking at. So this is a part of the question that was asked in Matthew 24, 3 that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. What will be the sign of thy presence? We looked at the word perusia, we mean literally presence with, not coming. It is not coming. What's the sign of your coming? It's not down the road. What is the sign that you're literally here? Fulfilling these scriptures and the end of the world, because the presence will do what? It will bring a message to gather the elect, to him the word, resurrect the living saints, change our bodies, he will take us to the marriage supper of the Lamb, two prophets will come down to Israel, call judgments on America and all the world, what more for 1260 days, that will bring the end of the world system as we know it to set up the kingdom of God. So that's what we're looking at. What is the sign that you will be present and the end of the world? And we found that Jesus basically gave a hint or a sign to them. He said the fig tree, which is Israel, watch the fig tree? And when it puts forth its branches, then you will know that the Son of Man, now there's a title, there's a mystery out there. The Son of Man will be present. The Son of Man is Jesus Christ. I would call it the Logos, which is God, because Jesus the man was only the Logos manifested in flesh. That Jesus could say, when you see me, you absolutely understand the invisible one. So to understand God, you have to see it through this individual expressed We will never see the invisible God. It's a spirit. We'll never see it. Even when I get a glorified body, all we're going to see is that pillar of fire, which is a capstone in the heavenly city. You will never see God outside of the visible expression in believers, elders, Jesus, everything made visible, all right? That's the only way that we'll ever see Him. So what we have brought down to is this, when a fig tree puts forth, then the Son of Man, would be present to bring forth a revelation for the rapture. So, in other words, you've got another element here is who is and what is this Son of Man. We know Son of Man speaks of a prophet because he called the prophets Son of Man. We know Jesus declared himself to be the Son of Man or a prophet. When I look at Son of Man, I understand that I'm looking at the Logos, God in human form. Without the human form, you won't hear God speaking to you. For this specific understanding and mystery, it would require a prophet to be able to understand, receive, and God talk to him personally and tell him what to say to bring God himself into view because it is an understanding and a knowledge of Himself, according to Ephesians 1.17. God Himself is going to bring us an understanding of Himself, and that will gather together small groups around the world for the catching away. Therefore, we can say this, no revelation, no gathering. No presence, no revelation. Without God coming down here and being present, this is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost now. In the book of Acts, you found the Logos separating himself in little licks of fire upon each individual. This is not God separating himself, building the body. This is God coming at the end of a body already formed to be in the midst of the body, to become the head of the body, to take the body to another dimension. It's two different words. One is Alpha, one is Omega. You can't make this end product Pentecostal. So when they say you got to go back to the book of Acts, that's when the Holy Ghost was separating himself, building a body. Now the body is built by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God himself comes down here to a body and becomes the head or the leader of it. He is our Joshua. He is our leader. He takes preeminence by making himself known that he is here. So we can understand no revelation, and I'll put it this way: no revelation, no quarter. People are trying to get the bread without a quarter, without a revelation, our quarter, our purchasing power. There will be no rapture. Everybody's following me, see? Amen. It's very simple. So we are told when we are gathered around the Logos, who is the Word. The Logos is God Himself the Word. This Bible is God in Word form. This is God. If you've got this Word living in you, by reading the Word, believing the Word in prayer, actually feeding the Holy Ghost inside of you. You See, well, i got the Holy Ghost. You've got to feed the Holy Ghost. You've got to feed the Holy Spirit that's in you, and the only thing that He will feed on is the Word of God. Once you feed the Holy Ghost in you, we call soul or gene of life, it will grow and get stronger in the things of God to be able to appropriate and make visible the promises of God. All right. So therefore, we're told when we are gathered around the Logos or the Word, where two or three are gathered together in the body, there's where the eagles will be. There will be a revelation, resurrection, and rapture. We'll get to it now, because the presence, it covers a period of time. It started in 1933, shifted into his final climbing, 63. From 63 to now is a period of time that the presence or the perusal of Christ has been bringing this product to pass in a group of people. And the product is giving us a revelation by the Word of God That we have the purchasing power to bring forth the resurrection and the change of the body. Okay. So, therefore, there will be a revelation brought forth. And the prophet tells us now that the rapture, we call it an event that we're looking for. The rapture has already started and had been going on for years. It started in 1933 at the changing there, the arrival. It goes all the way through the process, separation, gathering, what are more, until it gets a group set out here under that headship. Watch. The rapture is a revelation, so the rapture is a product of faith. The rapture is a product of faith. Therefore, just like salvation and healing, any promise of God, faith comes by hearing. You so I can get it, I can read it. But the Bible said faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. In other words, when I hear the word put together correctly, I receive it and understand it, then I have a revelation or faith pertaining to that subject. Most people never get a revelation of almost hardly anything about the Bible. They say, well, I'm saved. I joined the church. I was baptized. Uh, I'm, I pay my tithes. I got a few things down. So I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. What are more and what are more? And they never understand. What, what is salvation? How did you obtain it? Where did you get it from? What's the promise about it? What do you mean baptized? What's the water baptism all about? Putting you under the water, top of the water. What does all that mean? We fail to have a scriptural foundation of why we're doing what we're doing. Therefore, we just walk through life with a religion or some kind of mentality and never understand the power or receive the quarter to get the purchased possession. To me, I want my healing. I want to get out of pain. I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to get my mind straightened out. I want the bread. Can you say amen? amen? I think I got the quarter because the quarter is my understanding of the word. I got the quarter, but the quarter is not the manifestation. Amen. I've got a teaching of the rapture, but I've not changed. Okay. So, we must understand also that the revelation of the rapture can only come because of the presence or only come by this Lord descending with a shout or a message, this Lord coming down with an open book. It can only come by that event being fulfilled and me conscious of it and receiving it. Now, remember, what I'm saying this morning, you've probably heard ever since you've been in the message. The world out there knows nothing about what we're talking about. Now, that doesn't make us some unique weirdos. It's just basically the Bible said it's hid. And it will be hid to all except the very elect. Therefore, if you hear and you believe you got a pretty good indication that you are an eagle. Yeah. How many is happy because you're an eagle? Yeah. Now, you may be flapping your wings, but how many knows that an eagle will fly? Yeah. So you got a quarter, you got two wings, but you can't fly yet. But that don't keep you from flapping the wings, screaming for liberty, knowing that you will fly because Mama Eagle says, come on up here, you can do it. All right. So that's what we're looking at. Then we can see that this, if there is no Revelation 10 1 to 7, if this one does not come down, if the thunders are not revealed, then we still remain in a mystery. We remain at a standstill because there's no presence. I keep stressing that word because what? Presence means God in a form, a pillar of fire. Represented by and through a prophet. That presence is promised to come and to open the seals to bring me a resurrection and a rapture. Without it, there will not be one. Not to us, anyway. There will be one, but not to the, not the ones that don't understand it. Watch. So we find that there's no presence. There's no revelation. Because the presence, the revelation is an understanding of The one that's present. So therefore if he's not here, you can't understand the presence. If it's not real, you can't understand it. If you're waiting for Jesus to come, you'll never get the presence. So if I'm looking for Jesus to come, I'm saying I don't have a quarter. Let it sink in. Because everybody's preaching, back to Pentecost, back to Pentecost, back to Pentecost. What they're saying is, you don't have the quarter. And what you need is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and that will be your quarter. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is not your quarter. It is the ability to receive the quarter. If I said here, have a quarter, and you said, I don't need a quarter. Well, then the quarter don't mean nothing to you. You say, well, you need a, the purchasing power. Oh, I've got the purchasing power. I've got the, I've got the Holy Ghost. Then it's not interesting to you. So you'll hear a sermon like, well, praise God, we've got to present the token. I've heard the token preached so long it just almost whatever. It's the life. It's the life. You've got to have the token. You've got to have the token. you got, to got to have the life. You've got to have the life. God is life. But they preach it in a way that if I ever received the Holy Ghost, I would manifest this life to where I could pray for the sick, I could walk on water. I'm just basically almost an amateur God with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost only gives you the ability to hear the revelation of this hour for resurrection and body change. No presence, no revelation. No revelation, no gathering. No gathering, no rapture. Hey, me, just follow me now. So, Brother Greg, I get weary in this Scripture, Scripture, Scripture. The Scripture, Scripture, Scripture is basically your quarter. Brother Ben said, uh, when you pray now, you must present the token with your prayer, or there'll be no answer. Okay, what's the token? Well, oh, that's my life, my conduct. No, no, no. The token is basically the word, because the token is the Holy Ghost Himself. Therefore, if the Holy Ghost Himself has given me a revelation of Himself, that He's here when I pray, I can lift up my token, my quarters, and say, God, I know that You're here. Your word says you already heal me in your redemption. And I quote the word back to God and with the promise that I will receive what I ask for because I present the purchasing power for this promise. Let me just follow me now. So when I pray, I say, oh, God, I know you can, I know you can, all this. And we all do it. I'm not presenting the purchasing power. So when you pray, you've got to take your purchasing power, your quarter which is your understanding of the scripture of what it's saying pertaining to your problem or promise. I don't present, get out and pray, if I'm sick in body. I know it sounds good. I don't get out and say, oh, Lord, I need a raise on my job. No, I need healing on my body so I can work hard enough to get a raise on my job. You understand what I'm saying? So there's different areas that we pray about. If you've got uh, family problems, what do you pray about? You pray about family problems. If you got financial problems, what do you pray about? Financial problems. If you got husband problems, what do you pray about? Husband problems. Wife problems. You only take to God the problem that you have. Well, how are you assured that God will meet your need or your promise? It's the word. So I don't take God my problem. I take God his promise, his word. And I say, God, you said here, you've already given it to me. Now, give me my quarter because I can be just as happy with my quarter as I can be with the loaf of bread. All right, follow the thought now because we're looking at the rapture. It has been said, as long as you can live without more of God, you will. And seemingly, that's the condition that the church is in, especially the message. We've come to the place that we've received a prophet, and we've received certain things about what Brother Branham said, and now, generalized, everybody is waiting on something. They're waiting. Some are waiting for Brother Branham to come back because they say, well, the seventh seal has not sounded. We don't, uh, we don't understand the seals. The seventh seal is not open because the seventh seal is the coming of the Lord. And he's not here. The seventh seal is the coming of the Lord. Because Revelation 10, 1 to 7 is the descent of God himself. And me just follow me now. God himself, it takes God himself to be here to bring a finished product for Jesus, the Son of God, to receive a bride, a virtuous bride, okay? It's the Father that does it all. So as long as we can live without more healing, we will. And I'm living proof of that. As long as I can get up here and stand around and what more, I'm not going to do nothing about my problem. But when you can't stand here, you try to do something about the problem. So we could add things like peace, prosperity, all these things. Therefore, we need the Word of God. So we're looking at the revelation of the presence of God. Keep remembering now, as great as this presence is, it will be obscured. It will be all but unnoticed. There will not be... To most people, any feeling about it, sign about it, there will be no representation that he's there. Because how is he going to be here once the mystery is finished? He's going to be here by faith, by a revelation that you have received. In other words, the reason why we're not shouting our legs off is because we don't have the quarter. Awful quiet on me this morning. So we're looking at the revelation of the presence of God. We will find that it is promised in the scripture. And we'll see that it is not a collective revelation. In other words, it will not be. I had a handkerchief here somewhere. What what happened to it? Did it rapture on me? (laughs) Anybody see what I've done with my handkerchief? Just use the old sleeve then. <laughs> Boy, that thing sure did evaporate right here. I had it in my hand. Now, you getting where you think you're too old to even get on the highway and find your way around somewhere. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, it'll get better, folks. Don't worry. It'll get better. So we're told that the seventh church-age messenger, whoever that is, let's just throw it out there like it is, whoever that is, he will be a prophet. He will receive a revelation by the appearing of the Logos itself, which will be the same pillar of fire that come into Jesus at his baptism. So the same angel of the covenant, the same pillar of fire, is promised to come down here without the body of Jesus now. He's already used that body as redeemer and redemption as lamb. That body has finished its work. Now it's only waiting, making an intercession, waiting for the Father to complete the work. All right? So God is promised once the intercession period is over, after seven church ages, he will come down himself. He will come to one man. That will be a prophet, and that prophet will be made known, God himself. His ministry and commission will be, God is here. I am his representative To prove to you that Jesus is alive and well. Paul says that he will come down as the spirit of wisdom and revelation to bring a knowledge of himself. I found it. It it appeared. The spoken word appeared. Somebody must have said, "Let, let a hanker appear. He will come down basically as a revelation of himself. You cannot see him. Only this individual can see him. We're getting more spooky all the time. Every time we say this, we're getting eliminating more people, more people, more people. So I found out that we have to be a simple people. By the grace of God, we'll receive something because it sounds okay inside of me. It's something that I can hear and say, oh, I, can, that's, I can see that. I understand that. I'll receive that. And somehow there's something inside of you that will agree. The something inside of you is the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is the life of God Himself as a son, a part, responding to the Father or the fountain of life or the tree of life Himself. Amen. Amen. So we see here now that the Low Himself, a pillar of fire, which uh, Paul called the spirit of wisdom revelation in Ephesians 1, 15 and 17, we told that that spirit of God would appear and he would bring forth, number one, a revelation of himself. In other words, I pray that you'll receive this in the knowledge of himself. He would also bring forth a resurrection. that may know the power that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And number three, a rapture. So he'll quicken us by this power of his presence to the change of the body to take us into another dimension. Now. We know that in the last revival, just follow the little history a little bit. Healing and the baptism of the Holy Ghost was the good news that was preached. That was all that was preached. Every preacher, A.L. and all the revival, Jack Cole and everybody, went forth with a message of divine healing after Brother Branham started the revival of healing. He was the spearhead, he was the number one, watch. And it was good news that he took around the world, Brother Branham went around the world seven times, preaching the presence of God in signs and wonders and revivals and healing by the literal thousands. So Brother Branham, they know, was the leader or the beginning spearhead for the healing revival because they say he had the, one of the greatest gifts of, of healing that any man outside of Jesus There's where they stop. Because they stop in the days of the Son of Man. Because when it comes to the point that people begin to declare, He's a prophet. He's a seer. He knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. No one can have these miracles outside God being with him. All right? So they come to the conclusion that God was with him in this unique, miraculous gift, but they only called it a gift. It was his gift. Therefore, as Jambers and Jeremy would stood Moses with their gifts, so you see Benny Hen and all these, what more, withstanding the prophet of this hour with their gifts. Brother Branham said, This is your name. Now then they can say, This is your name. Moses threw down a rod, they threw down a rod. They could repeat it up to the place of creation or bringing forth life. So you're going to find impersonators doing exactly the same thing as the true messenger done, the true prophet done to the point when he sounds forth the message or the mystery of the seven thunders. The seven thunders separates him from any other ministry, period. Because he was given, thus saith the Lord, and without a presence of God to back up what he said, there could not be a thus saith the Lord. Okay. They understood this. You can go to any internet. They'll always say Brother Brown was a false prophet. But he was the greatest thing in shoe leather until... He began to teach the Word. There's what we find. So you find that the commission and the ministry was what? To reveal or to make manifest the presence of God to prove that Jesus Christ is here, that He is alive and well. He is here in the same manner, same signs, same form, outside of the human body, okay. The Logos had to descend from heaven to bring forth this, having descended to earth as a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So what is this Son of Man? It is the pillar of fire, it is the Logos, it is none other than Jesus Christ The Word, not Jesus the man now, Jesus Christ the Word, God, that was manifested in the person of Jesus 2,000 years ago, now present, revealing Himself to the Gentiles, the same as He did to Israel through Jesus Christ the Messiah. You're looking at the exact same presentation. So, to bring this point, and then we'll get to our notes where we left last week. We've heard over and over, if you go to the message, look it up. Brother Branham uses this illustration over and over and over for divine healing. He teaches you how to be healed. So, Brother Branham speaking, the faith required to manifest healing. He explained the principle in the message, one one of the messages, faith in God. Now, his subject is faith in God, Nineteen. 58, so we want to read. I don't think he got the quotes uh, up here, so you just have to listen. Brother Bram said, now, we try to press it out. Now, what's his subject? Faith in God. So his subject is faith. His subject is revelation. And he said, we try to press it out. In other words, we preach faith and try to press it on people, try to do something about it, illustrate it, everything that we can to get the understanding of faith across, and Brother Brown said he never did, was able to do it. We try to press it out and make it something that no one can take a hold of it. Isn't it amazing that after a whole lifetime of 40-something years of preaching, we still have a problem understanding what faith is. Every one of you can give me a definition of faith. Faith is the subject of the thing you hope for, and everything is not seen. What does that mean? Can I, can I use it? What will it do for me? See what? And he said, and he makes it something that no one can take a hold of it. So just like I'm preaching rapture, we're using all these phraseologies, it's something I hear, and seemingly no one can take a hold of it. Well, it's this, it's that, and this. And Brother Grace said that, and Brother said this, and Brother said everything about what more. That's the thunder. He said this, on and on and on. We can't seem to take a hold of it. He said, it's so simple that you go over the top of it trying to find it. Now, how can I go over the top of something looking for something? You know in the message now that when people go from church to church, preacher to preacher, more, after all this time, people are looking for something. They may not be able to tell you what they're looking for, because you said, well, I'm looking for the understanding of dot, dot, dot. Well, then we can find that. But people has got something inside of them. They're looking for something, but they can't tell you what they're looking for. Are you following me? Say amen. Why would I want to listen to ten different men on one subject unless I'm looking for something? I'm searching for something. If I'm searching for something, something inside of me is telling me I'm liking something. I can't tell you what I'm lacking, but I know I'm lacking something because I'm always listening, trying to find something. Are you following me now? So why would I listen to dot, 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 dot? And everyone, I'm talking about something different, and you're still looking for something. Are you saying that all the message preachers don't understand or have what you're looking for? That's what we're saying. I'm looking for something and I can't find it in the ministry. Well, according to the Word of God, that's the only place you're going to find it. Because the presence is not a generalized revelation. It's not a corporate revelation. The of God believes Malachi 4 is the assemblies of God. They are a collective group of people. They got an understanding to turn the hearts of people back to the Bible. They got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So they are the spirit of Elijah getting the church ready for the rapture. That's their understanding. It's not collective. The presence will only be revealed to those that are makes up a part of the body word. You have to be a seed of God, I'll put it that way. To have this ear to hear this word in this season to do what it's supposed to do, and that is to change your body. I'm only looking at the promise now of a body change. I talked to Brother Martin this week. He said, Brother Greg, I've been listening to you for 25 years, and you stayed true to your promise. You started out on the body change something years ago, and you consistently stay on the body change. We appreciate that. I said, that's the only promise of the end time group. I don't have a promise of basically having a worldwide ministry. It's not it. I'm not looking for somebody in the desert. I'm not looking for an anointed one to come. I'm not looking for Brother Brown to come back. I'm looking at the presence of God, the word that's been revealed. Because I know the word has been revealed will give me my quarter. And if I ever get the revelation, my quarter... I'm just as happy, and I'm just as there as if I was glorified in glory already. Follow the subject. Now, listen very carefully to what he said. He said, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, said the writer of Hebrews 11. It is the substance of things hoped for. Now, it's not just imagination. It's not just something in your mind. It's something you have. Well, if I've got something, should I know I got it or not? Now, not having a quarter in your hand, I can say, how many knows you got a quarter? You can't say really yes unless you know you got one in your pocket or you got one in your hand. How many has the quarter? See, it's something that you have. It's a part of you. Let me ask you this. One. How many knows by the scripture repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of. The Lord. How many are saved according to the word of God that you have followed its instructions, accepted Jesus Christ baptized in water in his name with the promise of receiving the Holy Ghost? How many knows you're saved by that scripture? Say amen. That's your quarter. What can you do with that quarter? You can buy anything in this book. Come on now. Watch what he said. It's something you have. For instance, if I was starving to death. Now, here's where he brings his illustration out. If I was starving to death and you come to me and you said, what will save your life? All right. God has come to me now, the message, and he's asked the church. What will change your body for the rapture? What do you need for the rapture? And you said, what will save your life? And I'd say to you, one loaf of bread. All I need, I'm starving to death. All I need to save my life is one loaf of bread. I'm applying this principle of faith now. To the presence, resurrection, and rapture. It's in an order. Number one, you've got to have the quarter, which is the revelation. You have nothing to do with the resurrection outside of you having your quarter. Because we've got to have the quarter before the resurrection. They cannot be made perfect before us. We've got to have the quarter. How many understand this now? Very simple. I've got to have the quarter before the resurrection. So that when they appear to me with my quarter, which is my revelation, I will be able to see them. And seeing them, I will be changed. That's the order. What if I don't have the revelation I will not see them, because I'll be looking for Jesus to come. When He's already here, see, when He's already here, giving me a revelation of Himself being here and what He's here for, that's my quarter, and if I don't have that, I will miss the next order of events. So He says, watch, I need one loaf of bread. And you say, Mr. Branham, here's 25 cents. Here's your quarter. That 25 cents is the purchasing power of a loaf of bread. That quarter is a revelation that will purchase something. Okay? He said, well, when I got that 25 cents, I could rejoice. Well, Brother Gregor, how come the church is so so gloomy and doomy and they don't have no spirit or no life? They don't have the quarter. How many understands what I'm trying to get I'm talking to me. When I've got the quarter, I've got everything I need because I've got the purchasing power for my body change. I got the purchasing power for my healing. I got purchasing power for my salvation. I got the purchasing power for any promise of God. But I've got to have the quarter or the purchasing power before I can buy the loaf of bread. All right, so watch now. When I got the uh, I could I could rejoice because you gave me the purchase power of the loaf of bread. The prophet of God, Karen, y'all want to come, I want to close. The prophet of God. God Himself come down through here with a message, a messenger. That messenger give me a revelation. That message is my quarter. I now have the purchasing power for my healing, but I'm speaking in light of resurrection and rapture. All right. You gave me the purchase power of the loaf of bread. Now. Now. I haven't got the bread. I haven't got my healing. You haven't got your healing. See? I haven't got the bread. See? So the revelation is not the bread. The revelation is the quarter to get the bread. Why people heal, Brother Gregory? Because they're not presenting the token, which is their quarter of the scriptures that promises them and gives them the purchasing power from God to buy the bread. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. All right, watch now. I haven't got the bread. See, watch. But it is the purchasing power of the bread. That's the reason Brother Brown stressed the token about four or five, about four sermons he preached on token. Because your revelation is the purchasing power to obtain the promise. And this message, he said, take for your healing. So the message that he is here, the presence, is our quarter. You've got to present that to God. It cannot be just a saying. Oh, God is here. We thank you for being It's not just a saying or a quote. It has to be a scripture-based understanding of the Word of God that gives you the purchasing power that you can present to the devil or you can present to God for an answer to prayer. We need the revelation of the presence of God for resurrection and rapture. Amen. Let me finish reading this quote, and we'll close this morning. He goes, I think this is a God's power of transformation. Yeah. No, this is still have faith in God. He continues. Now, that's the way it is by faith. People look out and say, well, I haven't got faith enough for my crippled hand. I read that this morning. I said, well, now, look, for 10 years, I've had the faith, confession, even preached it, and I still got the affliction. And like you said, the symptoms get worse. The more you confess, the worse it gets. The devil said, Man, you're confessing one way, and you're going the other way. So there's a mind battle going on. Watch. If you had faith, now, faith is something that you have, If you had faith, you wouldn't even look at your crippled hand. No wonder people can't get it. Who's got a crippled hand? Just like you telling me this morning, now, being numb from the waist down, don't know whether you can take another step or not, don't even look at that. Now, how in the world can you not look at that? The pain and everything else, like I told uh, my wife and daughter yesterday, it has completely changed my personality, my preference to people, how I am around people, everything else, because you never feel like you've got any joy. You never feel like you're resting. You never feel like you're competent. You feel like it's just constant, 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 until it, it basically warps your whole being outside of the Word of God. It's only going to get worse. But he said if I had faith now, I wouldn't even look at the condition. So what would I look at if I had faith? I would look at Isaiah 53. I would look at the promises of God. I would look at James that promises healing. But if I now look for my healing, I would look at those scriptures. For my escape out of here, I've got to look at the scriptures that promises a revelation and a rapture. Because the world is coming to a rapid demise and a deterioration faster than we can even comprehend. I don't want to get into it, it's too late, but this critical race theory, we'll talk about it before long. Critical race theory is only the Cain spirit in the book of Genesis now coming to its fulfillment, destroying the Abels in the land. Serpent seed. It's taking predominance. And it's going to kill everything that doesn't go along with it. Now we got it in our schools. Now we voted in a president that puts in all this Marxism, communism, Muslim against Israel, everything contrary to the scripture our government is doing. And God said, if you turn against Israel, I'll turn against you and destroy you. We are rapidly, rapidly coming to the end where God said, if I don't intervene, there will be no flesh absolutely delivered, changed, and saved. We've got to get out of here. Watch now. Watch. Now, he said, faith is the subject of things hoped for. Now, I can be just as happy with the 25 cents as I could with the loaf of bread. Because I've got the thing that buys the loaf of bread. And as soon as I get to the market, I've got a loaf of bread. And faith is the thing that brings my healing. And no matter how long it takes me to get that place, I've got the faith that's going to do it as soon as I get there. Do you get it? He's talking about healing. I'm talking about the revelation that will take you in a rapture. And we'll stop right there. He goes ahead and says, You believe God has healed you, so on and so on, and what more? Do we have the quarter? Do we have the revelation? God is here. What he's here for. Now all visible signs of the prophet is gone. Do we have faith that God is here individually? Do you have your quarter? For the resurrection and the rapture. Because if you have it, you're not looking for it. You're rejoicing over the revelation because the quarter will buy what you need healing, prosperity, peace, joy, victory, Holy Ghost, gifts, problems, everything comes by your quarter. God is here. And he said, if you'll present that revelation to me, I will answer your prayer and give you whatsoever you ask for. But you've got to have the purchasing power for the promise. Most time all we can do is present the problem. God, I got this problem. You're not telling God anything that He does not know. And basically, anytime you say, God, I got this problem you're absolutely speaking contrary to the Word of God because the Bible said he's already got the problem settled. It's already yours. Now watch. We'll finish reading. Just as real as you believe you've got strength to walk out that door, and just as well as the sense of sight says that shirt is white, it's finished. The bride, what you need for the body change, rapture, is already ready finished, already delivered. It is here. It is sitting in your midst. You've got grasp of it. You've got contact with it. It's just as real as opening a door. But it requires a revelation now, which is understanding the Scripture teaching on the presence of God. Is it scriptural? Is it promised? How is it to be fulfilled? If it's already passed, who done it? What did they say? And what is it to me today? Do we have the quarter for the re- revelation of the rapture? Because this is coming in your lifetime, in my lifetime. This is not 20 years down the road. It is a matter of very shortly, very shortly, very shortly. And basically... It's brother Brian said. Now it's beyond intellectual. You're not going to go to a commentary and figure it out. What she said? It's real faith. Now I'm going to get this loaf of bread. I might have to go over briar patches, down over bridges, cross streams, up the hill. All the time I'm going, I'm shouting hallelujah with all my heart, holding my 25 cents because I'm on my road for the bread. And if Christ reveals to me tonight that I am healed, I can rejoice as much as I could and jump up and down on the floor. No matter whether I'm still crippled, whether I'm still sick, my head still hurts or what about it. I'm just as happy because I'm on my road with the purchasing power. That's faith. Amen. Amen. Let's stand this morning, would you? Vacation time is almost here, right? So when we get back, we'll do the hard part. We'll bring forth the mechanics to show you the scriptures that promised it. How it was fulfilled to make clear to us the message of the hour. And the message is what? I am here in the midst of the church. And the eagles are gathered to that revelation. Revelation. You say well, that sounds far out to me. It is far out because it is supernatural and it's a part for us. It is our day, it is our quarter, and we have it in our position right now. What are we going to say, you? It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Amy loves it this morning, man. Oh it's already done. It's already done. Oh It's already done. done. Oh Already Thank you, Father. It's already done, it's already done, oh the battle is over, victory is won, it's already done, I'm going to leave this thought with you and we'll pick it up when we come back if the Lord permits. Brother Branham said, I believe this is even in 1965, it is. Since the opening of those seven seals, that was a beginning point now, of them angels just behind the mountain yonder. That's that cloud they argue so much about. This has become a new book. It's the things that's been hid, is now being revealed as God promised. In Revelation 10, he would do. And we are the privileged people that God has chosen of the earth that we might see and understand these things, which is not some mythical fleshly mind of a person trying to make it up. It's the word of God made manifest, proven, that it is right. Proven, not by science, but by God. That it's right. God As I have said before in a message, God doesn't need anyone to interpret his word. He is his own interpreter. He says it will happen, and it happens. He confirms it. That interprets it. A few years ago when we were Pentecostal people, and the other churches told us it was crazy, (laughs) could not be the Holy Ghost, was a thing past, but we find that God's promise was to whosoever will, and now we know the difference. Amen. And he lets us know now, we're at the end time, we're here now. If we're here now, God is present with the believers. Somewhere in small groups, God is present with the believers. How is he present? By the revelation of the scripture now revealed to you as the word of God. Most people don't understand nothing about the presence. They think, oh, the Holy Ghost is here, I feed it. We're not talking about that. We're talking about an event that God said must transpire to bring a resurrection and a rapture. We're going to take the scripture and prove that it is scriptural, how he done it, and it is fulfilled. And that understanding of the word gives me my quarter. I've got the purchasing power. I will be in that great translation. I have made it. I am there. And I can shout over my quarter just as well as I will shout when I get my new body. Amen. Amen.